Welcome to the Floripa Yoga Podcast Community Talks, where teachers share about yoga and how to apply it in daily life. So, hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Floripa Yoga Podcast. It's me again, Dani, and I have the great honor today to change roles to the to the last time and uh, interview my friend and colleague Natalie in lovely Berlin where the sun is shining at the moment <laughs> like everywhere in Germany at the moment and yes welcome Natalie how are you hi Danny I'm good thank you thank you so much for having me how are you I'm fine uh, I'm I'm very um Uh, happy to have this episode with you and uh, to ask you a lot of questions that I think I haven't asked you yet so let's see <laughs> where we, let's see where we end so we I'm know excited. we know each other already quite a while so we we started our yoga path a bit together because mm -hmm. we did our teacher training in 2019 at Floripa with lovely Amariga so yeah we have quite a path that we went together and now Let's see where it took us or where it took you for this time. So I would like to start with a question. Um, yeah, that's a bit like the over topic. Uh, so when we talk about yoga and perhaps start with this personal way of yours, if you think about yoga in your life, what, what does it mean for you or what is the meaning in your life for yoga? Uh, so What, what what yoga means to me? I'm sorry, my connection. Yeah, what yeah, bad. what yoga mean? What yoga means to you, uh, personally? Like because it's so much, and just for what is your personal approach to it? Ah, yeah, I know now how you felt when I asked you the question. It's a really big one, isn't it? To 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 properly answer it, you'd probably need an hour, I suppose. But I'll try to keep it brief. Um, Yeah, oh my God, yeah, yoga, I think there's, yeah, you asked the question in a really good way, what yoga means to me, because I think there's no definite answer, there's no right or wrong, it's just really your personal point of view, and I think yoga for me is, is, is many different things, it is kind of a philosophy, Um, I really like to to remember when we learned about the yamas and the yamas in our training. I think I really try to to take them to heart and to integrate them into my life. So just like the code of conduct, the um, ethics of how to to treat yourself and to treat others. But then yoga is also it's it's a physical practice for me. There, there's yoga asana, which is a big part of my life. The way that I like to to move my body. And I'm even, I think I'm a bit reluctant these days to call the way that I move yoga because it probably doesn't look like yoga to many people anymore. And then there's also pranayama, there's meditation. Yeah, so I feel like it's a whole, it's probably a whole way of living for me. I try to incorporate it in as many um, sheaths of my life as I can. So yeah, probably code of conduct and physical practices, a big colorful mixture of all of these things the yoga is infused in into many different parts of my life that was a really unstructured response but i hope you kind of get the picture I, i get the picture and i i totally agree with you because i think like like it's an infusion of many parts of our life if you take it into your life really mm. so i think it's influencing more parts 
more and more we do it or I like it very nice <laughs> yeah um so if you look back your way where you went till now what was your first uh, little contact your first little step into yoga can you remember it oh first first point of contact I, I can't remember a lot but I, I I do remember that it I think it was probably in fourth or fifth grade we we had to give a presentation at school about a world religion and I don't know why because I think these days Buddhism isn't considered a religion anymore but the philosophy but anyways my topic was Buddhism and then I, I went to the library yeah that was back in the day when we still went to the library because there was no internet and I had this little book about about Buddhism and I don't even know why, but I think that they mentioned yoga in, in the book. I mean, I think yoga stems more from Hinduism. But anyways, I think they mentioned yoga as a practice. And I just remember feeling this this pull towards it. This whole book was so enchanting and the whole idea of being, um, you know, this kind of peaceful being wandering on earth and you know just finding yourself being completely at ease and peace with everything I think that's what I yeah what I took away from the book and what I connected with yoga and then I, I grew up in the countryside really there was no no studio that would offer yoga asana but I would still have that concept in my head so I would you know just talk to my mom be like hey yoga I want to do yoga and then I remember her giving me this book was called yoga for children and it was literally just a book with these like photos of kids doing poses like cobra pose and corpse pose <laughs> and I just yeah went through the book and I did all of these postures in my in my room at home and then I didn't I didn't do a lot of yoga for many years because I just, I just got bored of the book basically and there was no class offered. But then when I moved to Berlin, yeah, I started taking my first yoga class. Yeah, I think so. Those were the first encounters. Reading this book about Buddhism, having the Yoga for Children book and then having a first class when I, when I moved to Berlin like 10 years later. Hmm. Very nice. So you, you, your first step was even uh, more the philosophy part than uh, like I think most most people start with the physical practice or it's the first thing you see everywhere or you get. But interesting mm -hmm. to start with the philosophic part in such a young age. Or... Yeah, I probably I didn't have a clue about the whole philosophy anyways. I just read the book and I made some some bullet points for my presentation at school. Didn't really fully grasp the whole concept. It just it just gave me this, yeah, I don't know. It did something to me, obviously. <laughs> and some curiosity already. Yeah, so yeah, it like sparked just... an interest in the whole thing. Yeah, that that's it, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's really interesting. And your first yoga class was was this something where I said it was like a love at first sight then or did it take a few more classes for that? Mm, yeah, it took it took a couple more classes because I didn't go to a, a proper quote unquote a yoga class. I just en enrolled in a in a gym, and then I took yoga classes at a gym, which you know it was like a, a movement class, right? And they taught us how to do downward facing dog. It wasn't very inspiring. It was really nice to to have someone really instruct me to do the poses that I only knew from the children's book. So in that way, it was cool. It was nice. It was something new, but it didn't, it didn't really touch me. And then I think in 2017, so again, like five years later after my first class at the gym was when I went to Floripa for the first time. And I, I took a, I did one of those, 
retreats, I think. Yeah, just a week at Floripa having two yoga classes um a week because I just wanted to get to fully immerse into this whole yoga thing, whatever. And yeah, that's when I had my first yoga class, which I would call a real yoga class today, because it also had pranayama in it. It spoke about the philosophy and that really moved me. That really did something to me. And yeah, again, sparked that flame that I really wanted to learn more and to to yeah, to really dive into the whole yoga bubble. Very nice. Yes. So so it took a few years, but then 2017 you then 2019 you already decided for your teacher training. So what makes you what made you do the um what made you decide to to took the training so what was the way from okay that's interesting and now i have a little bit more about yoga what's it all about so what was uh, the intention to to at least uh, took a training i think my intention was really just to learn more to to study and to dive deeper i had no aspiration whatsoever to to become a teacher and to teach And I mean, yeah, just like you said, I was at Faripa in 2017 and then I didn't go back for two years. So just from social media, I learned about the teacher training and I, I hadn't really practiced at home as well. Because back in Berlin, I didn't feel like going to a studio. It was really just about, I want to I want to have the classes that I had at Faripa because they were perfect. I don't want any other teacher. I don't want anything to be different. I just want that. And then I, yeah, I read about the teacher training and I... I was really struggling with my own yoga practice because I just had this week at Faripa. I tried to remember a couple of the postures and how to how to put them together. But I would constantly, you know, like hurt myself because I was going too deep into stretches without really being warm. And I had no clue what I was doing. So I was just like, oh, damn, what, what am I even doing here? Really more instruction. And I really want to learn more. And so, yeah, then I read about the teacher training and I think I enrolled pretty late, maybe like a month or so before the training actually started, because I was having quite a hard time to imagine myself going through the teacher training. I thought I was so new to the whole practice. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was I was convinced everyone else in the training would already be so proficient and good. <laughs> I would be like the, the most the terrible student. So it was It took me quite a while to actually muster um, the strength and the courage to to enroll in the training, but I just had this urge. I felt like that's something that I really, really want to do. I think that's already such an advice that you can send out into this world because I think so many people who are interested or have this call for mm -hmm. teacher training struggle with exactly this. Um, I think I, I remember like... that we all had this talk, no matter if you exactly. did yoga for 20 years or two years. So, so everybody feels for not ready and I think like yeah just started <laughs> that's the thing isn't it it was such an eye-opener when we all sat together for the first couple of days and then you find out oh my god everyone is insecure and no one thinks to have what it takes to go through teacher training and then also you don't you don't have to be good you know to to go through the training you don't have to to want to be a teacher you can just really do it for yourself because you're curious and you want to learn more and that's absolutely fine but yeah there's all of these limiting self-beliefs that so many of us are carrying around and that's what I really loved about the teacher training that we, we learned a lot I really enjoyed the training but I think 
what I remember most vividly or what has made the, the biggest difference for me was actually the community that we created and the love, the unconditional love we gave each other and the, yeah, the courage and the, um, just if others believe in you, you kind of start believing in yourself. That's perhaps not the way it should be, but that's the way it works for many of us. And it was just, yeah, it was amazing. It gave me so much, all of the connection. I think it gave all of us a lot. And I, th I think also that's a very important part of yoga, what, what I think what we all need more about this connection or that, that you can create with this practice. Yeah. Totally. So, Community. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So everybody who's listening now and thinking about a training, this is your sign, I think. <laughs> so just, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just do it. And what I think what all of us, like learn or what i still learn is that you never know enough because as exactly. soon as you start this yoga practice there's so much and i always have the feeling that i know not enough and there's so much to explore and it's yeah you're always a student and it's never ending so Absolutely. there is no good there is no good mm -hmm. there's just a way yeah and it's that that's at the same time, it's a really cool, but also kind of a devastating realization because yes, you, it's it's lifelong learning, right? Um, you change the way you like to practice changes, science advances. I mean, you can be a very spiritual and, and conservative sounds kind of negative, but how do you say that? So if you just, you know, if you really love the old school yoga and that's what you want to stick with, absolutely fine. But if you're someone who wants to go with the science and the information that we gather about fascia for example then there will always be something new to learn and something new to incorporate in your in your practice so yes you, you're never done there's always more to learn but then i think that, that possibly can also reinforce this feeling of never being good enough because you you literally never are <laughs> there's always more to learn no when you think you Feel know it. something if when you think <laughs> you know something science or like the studies change and ah, okay it's the opposite to what i learned two years ago damn i did it wrong <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's interesting but it's a good like like uh, like uh, i know that you you are so a lot into anatomy and all this uh, the, your movement practice and i know that we are also interested in similar things there because there's there's, there's changing so much especially mm -hmm. like brain-based or like what you said with the fascia there's so much so so how was was your way into this after your first training and I also know you did some other trainings with other teachers mm -hmm. um so, so how did, did this evolve like your interest more into this anatomy or is it like that <laughs> yeah yeah Ah, I think I really enjoyed this part of in our first teacher training when we had anatomy and we learned about, you know, the bones, the different muscle groups and, and a bit of fascia um, as well. I just kind of started putting the, the pieces together, I suppose. I started realizing, ah, oh, that's why this hurts. Ah, oh, this is why I can't do post X and Y. And possibly if I worked more on this and that, then I could change the way that my, my body moves and works. And it was just, yeah, this big realization that really sparked my interest. And I mean, we had um, a lot of information about other yoga teachers who, who are really into anatomy. So I started reading their books and then I took... Um, another training at Floripa where we learned more about um, yin yoga and more about the whole concept about fascia and then I did this um, teacher training with Dylan Warner in 2021 and I think that's when it all just kind of came together this whole um, yeah fascia meridian 
study in science and yeah I just I just love it and that's where it kind of gets um cool but also again a bit difficult because that's when my my physical practice started to, to really change and I think it shifted more from the traditional way of yoga and again like no no good or bad or, or judgment whatever suits you and your body and is good for you please please do it but for me I think um, with this whole fascia thingy and learning what what how fascia works and what it needs in order to um, to stay in a really good shape, um, I found ways to to move smart. I think that that get me warmer in in a shorter amount of time and it get me better results. So I just took the freedom of adapting my practice and incorporating everything that I learned. And then I'm also a huge fan of. Adele Bridges because she's into that whole neuroscience thingy Amazing. and um, yeah the health university as well and then like you know two years ago I broke my ankle and I couldn't walk I couldn't put any weight on my foot so I couldn't yeah I couldn't move for two months basically and then I had to to start to learn how to walk again and all of this knowledge about fascia and neuroscience that helped me so much and I think that was proof for me that yeah this this just works for me and perhaps it's not a traditional way of, of doing yoga anymore and Perhaps some people don't like it or don't understand it or, you know, don't approve of it, but it works for me. So, yeah, that's, I think, where, where, what I'm at now. No, and I think it's, it's super important that there's this variety of traditional poses and because I also think we all work different ways. Some people need the same practice every day and you need this mm -hmm. set of poses that helps you to get out of your mind. I know for me, it works also the, the the other way, like you do. I need other movement. I need to feel my body. I need to, there, we are all different people. And, and I love that there are so many approaches out there and that you can yeah. take out of it what you need. So, so I, I don't think that is any disagreement with, with the traditional way, because we're just living in other times and you have to, to adapt the pieces, still find mm -hmm. the essence of yoga, but yeah. Totally, totally. I think that's the only thing that sometimes made me a bit sad about the yoga community. And again, that doesn't apply to everyone. But I feel that some schools of thought, they believe that there's only one way of doing yoga right, quote unquote. And they're not really happy if, if someone comes along and wants to change things or that there's a lot of judgment about what is yoga and what is not yoga or about what's right and what's wrong. And that's the only thing I'm like, oh you know just let people be you know can we just all embrace it and put it under the yoga umbrella and just be like really inclusive that's what we spoke about in, in in your last podcast as well that it's you know it's about including all kinds of you know nationalities and color of skin genders body shapes but also interpretations of yoga right just whatever yoga is for you just do it <laughs> Definitely. And I think there has to be some adaption because we have a, we, we live in another world. The Western world of today is a different world than, than the, the Indian world of, yeah, a few hundred years, a few thousand years ago. And I think as long as we appreciate the roots and like still the philosophy and everything, there is still like ways to, to, to adapt it to our world today. I'm, I'm all, I'm totally agreeing with you on this. Agreed. Yeah. There, there, as long as it's not lost the the origins, because I think that's if it's just physical, then at one point, then it's another. It's just another practice. But yeah, one hundred percent with you on this. So, mm -hmm. 
when when you're teaching um what do you what do you think is is your personal approach or your personal thing you want to your students to take from you mm. oh that's a good one um i think um i don't have my own definition yet i think i'm still i'm still evolving but what is important to me is that i i try to practice as many different styles or with as many different yoga teachers as i can and then everything that i find useful i just take it from them you know and then I try to make it mine and to to mix it all together so I basically want to have the, bo the, the best of every single word of every single kind of, of movement and teaching and I want to make it into this into this class that gives the students the ultimate benefit and I think that's that's kind of physical you know I would love for them to really get into their bodies to warm them up to keep their their muscles strong and their their fascia bouncy and yeah that's one goal but then there's also the the mental aspect so you always try to include some sort of pranayama and also meditation into the classes um to get across some sort of a, a theme as well Yeah, so I really just want to give everyone a beneficial experience for for all layers of the being, for the mind, the heart, the body, everything. But that can be a different one depending on what I'm currently studying, what I currently believe in. But yeah, just just making everyone feel figured in all of the the layers, I suppose. Yeah. Very nice. I like it. <laughs> so a bit a bit holistic for everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, we nearly come to the end. So where's the time? It's crazy. <laughs> I could talk. I still, I could go on talking to you for hours. So traditionally, we have one last question. You know. Uh, so, is there one go-to, one or two tips that you would give our listeners uh, to to take home for their practice? Yes. Okay. So. First of all, I would tell them, please don't be afraid to have your knees over your toes. <laughs> Whatever people tell you, it's absolutely fine, unless your knees are totally fucked and broken. <laughs> But that's totally cool to, to bring your, your knees over your toes. In fact, there's this guy on Instagram called Knees Over Toes Guy. <laughs> so check him out. And I think our bodies are super strong and they can do more than we often give them credit for. And I think there's there's sometimes there's a lot of fear or that I just you know see in people that come to me and be like, how do I do this right? Where does my 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 knee has have to go? Which like what angle do you do my does my elbow have to go? Whatever. And it's just like there is not the way of doing it right. You know I don't really believe in in visual alignment. Whatever feels good in your body and what gives you benefit, do it. So maybe yeah, the advice would be to be brave and to trust your bodies and. As long as your practice feels good and you're, you know, if you're sick, if you have any kind of injury, that's a totally different story. But if you're you're like in reasonable shape, then yeah, just trust your body and and yeah, do something that that challenges you and it makes you feel good. And and perhaps in that spirit also to just to try different teachers. If if you've tried yoga and you feel like it's not for you, then you just haven't found the right teacher yet or the right kind of practice. So really just try around until you find something that works for you and have fun. Yeah, have fun experimenting. 
let's breathe. Think it's okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's like have fun and also trust your body. It's like something that speaks out of my heart. I think that's so important in many ways. <laughs> Okay, um, to, we come to the end. So is there anything left for you to say? Mm, perhaps just thank you, Donnie. You made me feel really comfortable. <laughs> really looking forward to being interviewed. But I had such a good time with you. Yeah, with yes, same on this side. It's, it's amazing to have you and to talk to you. So, um, thanks to all our listeners uh, for for listening to us, for staying with us. And, um, yeah, have a nice rest of your day. See you soon somewhere. And ciao, a presto. Bye.